You're listening to Radio Influence. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Good morning, my friends. Welcome. Welcome to Duffified Live on a Friday morning. Today is going to be a fun show. Today is going to be a fun show. Not all the other ones aren't fun. I mean, shit, last week we had Michael Tips, man. How do you get any more fun than Michael Tips? Well, I have a feeling we're going to do that this week. Okay. Uh, so as you guys all know, I, uh, I did this crazy little show called Bar Rescue for a bunch of years. And during the entire time of being on that show, uh, one of the things that started out with me was uh, I woke up one morning. Uh, next to my girlfriend and she kind of called me a dick because I was, you know, I was like kind of stressed out and I had just gotten back from shooting a show. And one of the things that happened while doing that show was the fact that I, we, we all became like kind of angry. You know, it was a really tense kind of world to live on with being on set with people that yelled and screamed all the time. And so uh, I decided a couple of years ago that I wasn't going to do any more of the negativity stuff. You know, look, I wanted to be on rescue for a while and I was, I did it for about three years and I loved it, man. I really, really did enjoy it. And, uh, the, the, the respect that I have gotten from being on that show was huge. It was, pr- it was way before kind of where we are now, where the chefs are casted and, and all that stuff. So for me, it was just a huge positive world, but in a, it was a negative world, but in a very positive way, we really all learned a lot. The information that was being given was huge. And then it kind of took a turn. So that's kind of where tips and I came into play last week when we were talking about the new show that's coming out called bar crashers. Um, which we're really stoked about. Uh, it's something that's kind of fun and we're excited to be able to get that show out to you guys, which is going to go live in a couple of weeks. But, but one of the things that I, I really noticed was <clears throat> there's not a lot of really positive shows out there that talk about the restaurant industry or food or any of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love a lot of the ones that are out there. You know, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff that's out there at this point. I mean, shit, everything from, you know, Hell's Kitchen to Dinner Impossible or I'm sorry, Restaurant Impossible to Bar Rescue to Hotel Impossible, like all these crazy shows that really just have a lot of kind of negative aspects to them, which kind of sucks because it's a really cool industry that we live in. And eating is one of those things that should be positive across the board. So. For me, it's really one of the great reasons why I wanted to have my next guest on because of the fact that his show is just super positive. Okay. So I wanted to get this guy on. Uh, I started to watch the show. I started watching the show with my daughters actually um, leading up to it because it was just really kind of fun. It's like a nice little comical kind of whimsical kind of fun travel show with a super nice dude who is kind of um, innocent and uh, naive in a way, but at the same time has this awesome kind of boyish charm to him while he's on camera. I mean, there's a whole point of the show where he actually calls his parents and, and has a conversation with them, like kind of wherever he is. And it's a neat little, uh, it's just a really neat thing. And I'm really stoked to have, 
um, this guy on because it's it's just going to be a fun show. So uh, I'm not even going to go too crazy into a lot of this stuff. Uh, I'll give you kind of the basics of this, of, of where we are. So there's a great show out there with a gentleman named uh, named Phil Rosenthal. And Phil is uh, the creator, actually, of um, was the creator of a, a bunch of different shows. You guys may know him from series called Down the Shore, as well as another one called Coach, which was all the way back in 1995. Um, Rosenthal also created the hit CBS comedy uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, which premiered in 1996. I had no idea the show was that old. But did you guys know that during the entire time that that show was on, it was nominated for over 70 Emmy Awards? It won 15 of those, including two for the best comedy series in 2003 and 2005. Rosenthal then went on to win the 2002 or, you know, won the 2002 Writers Guild Award for Excellence in Television Writing for that show and for that episode of uh, that was called Italy. Rosenthal co-wrote America, a tribute to the heroes, the 9-11 telethon, which aired on all four networks in, 2000, in September 2001, which won a Peabody Award and an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Writers. Um, Rosenthal is also an author. He wrote a book that was called The Art of Comedy and Making a Sitcom Classic called You're Lucky, You're Funny, How Life Becomes a Sitcom was published in 2006. 2011, Rosenthal wrote, directed, and starred in a first feature film for Sony Pictures called Exporting Raymond, the true story about the attempt to turn Everybody Loves Raymond into a Russian sitcom, and it was met with critical acclaim. To this day, one of the cool things about this guy, he lives in L.A. with his wife, Monica Horan, who actually is from Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. So kind of my roots right there with living in the Philly area. But he also has a new show that's out right now that's called Somebody Feed Phil. And Somebody Feed Phil uh, just kind of fell upon it just kind of fell upon me. You know, I was flipping through Netflix as we all do. Um, we all kind of flip flops like, you know, we used to have 5000 channels. Now we have the opportunity to watch documentaries and everything else. And that's how I kind of came to find this show. So it's a new original documentary um, uh, where Phil Rosenthal takes viewers on a goodwill eating tour of the world. So he's done episodes in such places as Tel Aviv, Lisbon, Saigon, Mexico City, New Orleans and Bangkok. Um uh, the funny part about it is his brother is actually a camera guy and a producer on the show. He calls his mother and his father at the end of the show. It's just kind of really neat the way the whole thing comes together. The show made me feel good. And I just have a really cool feeling that when we get Phil on this, on the show this week, that it's going to make you guys feel good as well. Look, I get excited about every single guest that I have on the show. Um, but there's just something about this guy in this day and age doing a show like this that is a feel-good show that's not only entertaining, it's also educational. Look, Bourdain, love the guy to death. I, I, I watch I watch Parts Unknown all the time. I've seen no reservations for years. There is a an entertainment in this show that I just love. It's something that I enjoy watching with my girls, the excitement level of some of the chat, the things that he does, the tasks that he gets involved in some of the little situations that he gets involved in are awesome. But the general consensus of the whole thing is that it just turns out to be a great show. You hang up or you stop watching this show at the end and you've just got a big fat smile on your face. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to do me a favor really, really quick. I want you to put your hands together, get everything up, get it loud. I don't know if we're going to be cursing a lot on this one. We'll find out from Phil how he feels about that. But uh, we're going to see exactly how it all works out. So ladies and gentlemen, please do me a favor and welcome to the show, Mr. Phil Rosenthal. Hey, Phil. Hello there. How are you, sir? 
great. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. This is audio, not video. This is audio, not video. So, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in, like, a pair of sweatpants and a T-shirt. I'm so glad I didn't bother shaving. <laughs> uh, Phil, dude, I want to thank you so much for hopping on. I really, uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day and, and hopping in and hanging out with us. I love it. I love you guys. I'm ready. All right, perfect. Well, so, just so you know, we have a mutual friend. Uh-oh. That I never know. So, they're my brother's. Sometimes Ooh. I trust them and sometimes I don't. So Mike and Tim Duffy. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're kidding. No, they're my brothers. They're good guys. Tim Duffy, my, my AV guru? Well, Tim Duffy it used to be vice president of programming for Spike. Right. And then oh, my a other, different Tim Duffy. A, a different bit. Tim Duffy, yeah. Tim yeah. is, uh, they now own a production company called Ugly Brother Studios in L.A. Oh, my God. Yeah, the big question is who's the ugly brother? So I'm going to say you because you're on the radio. I'm on the radio. Well, but I do get TV time though, Phil. I'm, I'm ah, I, I luck out. They're too. they're no, behind not, the camera. None of you, none of you Duffies are ugly. <laughs> we we do our best to stay pretty. Thanks to my parents. So yes, nice. Um, but uh, I know I do. I really want to thank you for hop- and actually, I'm sorry. We have another connection because Ooh. your wife is from Upper Darby. That's right. She's there right now visiting her mom. Oh, well, I live in Balakimwood, so I'm right near there. Oh, my God. So I'm right around Where the corner. Where should I Britain. tell her to eat? Oh, my God. Well, Zahav. I mean, we, go, we go into Philly, and I love Philly. I think it's one of the great restaurant cities in America right now. I think it's I wonderful. Well, but, we just, but Upper Darby, where should she go? Well. Not a lot of choices. Not a lot Boston, of choices in Upper Darby. Got the Boston Market on Baltimore Pike. <laughs> That you do. That you do. There's actually there's a really cool little um, Mexican place. It's a little hole in the wall, and it is just around the corner from 69th Street. And and it's called. And it's called. I I affectionately call it the Mexican place in Upper Darby. But I don't know the name. I can't tell the name. No. As soon as I, I'll text it. I'll find it when I find it. I'll send it to you. All right, good because this is uh, you know she has to spend a week or two there with her mom. And so she's she's a little desperate now because I spoil her. I have to say, are you are do you cook? Not one bit, not at all. So you spoil her by taking her out. Yes, <laughs> that's all. It's almost as much fun. I think it's. Uh, I mean, you're a chef, so you know I can't tell you it's more fun because you get you you. This is why you do it because you love it. I am not good at it, so I don't love it so much. But I am a huge fan. So people say to me, you have this food show and everything don't, and you don't cook. Isn't that weird? I said, no, I meet great chefs around the world and they can't write a sitcom. That's true. So we don't all have to do everything. They're an audience for my little shows and I'm an audience for their great uh, cooking. That's the truth. It's the truth. What's funny though is, is uh, I, I grew up in a house of food. I mean, my, but my father who had, uh, two masters and a doctorate was a very adventurous cook. And my mother was from Cleveland, Ohio. So we always joke around that I was trained classical French and my mother was trained classical seventies. So it just kind of worked out. Yeah. And, uh, and as as, classically cheap, (laughs) well, and, and we kind of get to know your parents a little bit through the show, which is, 
brilliant. I, I just, that to me, first off, I, like I'm, I'm, I've done TV. I've been on some crazy negative yelling, screaming reality shows and all that stuff. And yeah. your show, Somebody Feed Phil, I, I stumbled upon it through Netflix. Wow. And, and it has been a topic of conversation in my house with my friends, with, uh, with just people all over the country because of the fact that it is such a positive show. Oh, thank you. That means the world to me. I'm so glad that, you know, all we do, I think as people on the planet is try to connect with other people. You do it through your cooking. Yeah. And, and I thought I could maybe put something nice out there by doing it this way. And so for you to say that means the world to me. So thank you. Well, and it's, you know, it's not just amongst my chef friends or, or my adult friends. It, uh, I'm just, just to let you know, it's actually something that's very important in my house now because I have traveled. I flew 80,000 miles last year. I'm, I'm constantly in the plane or, or in a restaurant or on right. set or taping. I mean, I have a podcast. I have two web series that I do. And there is, uh, I made a promise to myself and to my family that I was going to be present more. And I have a 17-year-old yeah. daughter and a 14-year-old daughter. And your show is one of the shows that my 17 year old and I sit and we watch. And it's a nice connection because to get a 17 year old to sit with you and you have kids. I is know a big what it's deal. like. Yes. It's a big deal. Now, if only I could get my kids to sit and watch me in the show <laughs> with me. No. Now, how old are if your kids? Was, if, if there was another host, maybe. But why would they <laughs> want to look at me? Hold on one sec here. I've got some weird noise coming through my uh, my headphones here. This is so weird. I think it's the sound of my voice. I think it is, but it's that's not. Weird I think noise. it's, I think the, it's something that? online that's just like shooting through. There we go. It's all gone now. I apologize. Uh, very good with the audio. I think uh, Skype's awesome with the audio. We do all of our shows and a lot of people when they ask about a podcast, uh, you know, they say, where do you want to meet? And I say, there's, we don't have to meet anywhere. I'm just going to call you. And it's a brilliant little way. And it's great. It's great audio. And it, it, don't you find uh, FaceTime audio is also good or not as good? FaceTime is not as bad, but not everybody has an iPhone to do the FaceTime. Ah, got it. So, you know, Skype when I look at when their stuff comes through and it's green, I'm pretty much done talking to them. If I By have the to way, I, uh, not that I need to advertise Skype, but we we use Skype every single show from anywhere in the world. We do. From, it. That's how I Skype with my parents. I Skype over Skype. <laughs> now, now let me ask a question. Where did the idea for somebody feed Phil come from? Oh my God. It's uh, I, I don't want to bore your listeners. if They've heard me on any other podcast. So, and, and I've been doing a lot lately to, to promote the show, sure. but, but uh, quickly it started from an episode of Raymond back in the year 2000. Ray didn't want to go. I wanted to do a show in Italy. He didn't want to go. He'd never been. He doesn't like to travel. And I thought that's what the show's going to be about. Right. The character not wanting to go. Sure. And getting and getting woke <laughs> by the magic of Italian food and Italian yeah. people and Italy and travel in general. And so what I saw happen to the character that I wrote, this little arc of getting woke, I saw it happen to the person. I saw it happen to Ray Romano himself. And that's when this light bulb went off. It's the same thrill, I think, that you get when you turn people on to a recipe that you hope really works, right? Yeah, yeah. And that you feel great about. You, there's no greater high, I think. It's why we all do what we do. 
and turning people on to what we like. Yeah. So I agree. Since the year 2000, I've wanted to do this show. And that's how long it took pretty much to get it. I did other things, but in the back of my mind was always this show. And about five, six, seven years ago, I started devoting all my time to making this work. Wow. Yeah. So just uh, just so you think, you know, oh, Mr. Lucky Pants, you know, just <laughs> snaps his fingers and gets whatever he wants. No, they don't hand these things out to anybody. And by the way, I'm not treated as as like someone successful. I'm treated as a guy, a writer. I'm talking about by the studios and the networks. I'm right. treated as a writer who all of a sudden wants to do a food and travel show. Why would you do that? Even my agency was like, why would you throw your career away to do this? And I didn't see it that way. I saw it as, you know, my next act and 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 why why not, you know, we beat our heads against the wall for jobs, right? Why not beat your head against the wall for the job you would love more than anything else? I, I, I've been doing it for a long time. I mean, we're, we're, in, we're in a really kind of weird state of flux at this point with the entertainment industry, with TV, between digital and everything else. With the, I thought you were going to say with the country. Well, that's that's another that's yeah. another that's a topic that we'll we'll Skype with your parents about and see how they feel about <laughs> where we are right now. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's a really tough thing. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I you know, I've I've been on TV for 15 years back and forth and I walked out of a production meeting uh, out of a pitch a couple of months ago. And and for for seven minutes of the 10 minutes that I was in the gentleman's office, it was him on his phone, not even oh. paying attention to what I was oh. saying. Oh, my and, God. And I walked so, out and I, I called my business partner and I said, let's just do it on our own. Yep. So we took a show that we have and it's a, it's a fun little show. It's called Bar Crashers. We actually go all over the world. We're, so we started in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. We're doing really small little towns. And what we're doing is focusing on what people are doing right in the bar industry in the nightclub yes. industry and in the restaurant industry, as opposed to your kitchen's dirty and we're going to yell and scream at you for 45 minutes. And now we're going to give you a makeover. We don't need makeovers because they're doing things right. And we want to bring the focus on that. So it's a weird flux right now for anybody to get picked up. I think. Yes. It's um, uh, it's a rough, it's rough. Yes. There are more outlets than any, but I tell people who are aspiring, you've got to actually, you said, make it on your own. That's exactly right. Yeah. But luckily, we have the facilities. We all have a phone. Everybody. We can record we can shoot, anything. We can shoot anything and, and record anything and edit anything and have it, have it done and show it. Yeah. You can and throw, anywhere around the world. Anyone can throw anything on YouTube. Now, yeah. will somebody watch it and like it? Who knows? But it's a way in. And, and I think there's with, with the phone alone, there was, I, I guess it's Gary Vanderveer who, who, or whatever, I, I can never say his name. We'll just go Gary V. But he said, he has a whole little motivational speech that he talks about where he holds his phone and he says, you have the power of the world right here in front of you. That's right. If you have a vision to do something, it, it, you can take that vision and turn it into a reality right in front of you. You can edit this stuff on there. You can upload it immediately to YouTube or Facebook it's or Twitter true. or Instagram. And it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, the only I, I, the only thing is it has to really stand out because everyone else is doing it, too. Everybody's doing it. So uh, if you if you really do have something, it doesn't hurt to try. It costs nothing to try. Yeah. 
Well, we have we have a sponsor for the show, which is HelloFresh, and I started to do videos with my 14-year-old yeah. because I kept saying – my daughter loves to cook. She's 14, super cool kid, and uh, we spend a lot of time in the kitchen. So we started to do these little three-minute videos that I post yeah. up on Instagram. Every time that I get a package in or whatever, she follows the recipe. I give her the tips and all the other stuff, and it's so funny to watch, one, the relationship that her and I are building through this little – 35 to 45 minute amount of time that we're spending together, both doing something that we like, but people actually give a shit. That's the weirdest part. Like people like to watch it. Yeah. And it's just us having fun. And that's when I think it's the best, which is why your show made such an impact on me because of the fact that you look like you're having fun. And well, well, there's no acting. I can promise you that. (laughs) And your and your brother's involved in the show as well. Yep. So you've got a, he he was a producer anyway. He was a, you know he, he was head of all uh, original content for Facebook uh, video production, and he did uh, commercials for years, and he did uh, even some uh, sitcom stuff for that was online, and then moved over to Comedy Central. So he was in the business, and when I got this gig. I called him and I said, so yeah, they're going to let me do this show. <laughs> he goes, you're going to travel around the world and eat. Yes. Yep. What are you going to call the show? The lucky bastard. <laughs> and, uh, Sounds like your brother and my brother should hang exactly. out. Exactly. I'm like, uh, I, I don't uh, think we can use that title, but, but why don't we call our production company that lucky bastard bastards? Why don't you come with me? See, and produce the show. It's uh, it's like, and my brothers like they're pretty, you know, they're twins. They're thirteen minutes yep. apart. Yeah, and then yep. and they're called the Ugly Brothers. Hilarious. And and it's it's funny when you're working in that dynamic. I mean, I know I love working with my brothers because there's an there's a trust. They're never going to fail me. They're never going to make me look bad. They're never going to allow something out that that hurts. And how is are, Mike? Mike's awesome, man. I mean, he's got two beautiful daughters. Tim has two amazing sons. Um, They both live in, uh, they're both living in LA. I was just out there a couple of weeks ago to get to see them. They were, I saw them for a a matter of a half hour. Uh, They were flying into DC for real screen. Um, And my brothers are spending a lot of time now back home. My father passed away in October. So we're all really, thank you. We're all really trying to spend a little bit more time around each other. I think nice. is, is a really important thing. You've got to say um, hi for me. I will. I absolutely will. We're, we're going to uh, actually, I have a conference call with those guys later this afternoon because I'm trying to get them involved in a new, obviously a new project that we're doing. Like Great. I don't have enough, but, Wonderful. Um, but there's something that's awesome about working with your family. And, and, and yep. it was, it was such a, and like I keep saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to blow smoke here or any of that, but there was a refreshing aspect to your show when we found out, you know, when you're walking through a rice paddy. Yep. And your brother's trying to help you and he's got a camera yeah. with him. I mean, you yeah. couldn't get much more classic than that. Oh, and that then, was pretty good. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, that was really funny because uh, he really did fall over and I, I couldn't I could barely walk. And I was trying to help him up and he's like, save yourself. <laughs> and then you called your parents that night. Yep. You are awesome. How long have your parents been together? Over 60 years. Wow, it's amazing. My dad's going to be 92 in a couple oh months God. and my mom's 85 and, and uh you know, I know they're the stars of the show. They, yeah. they, I, I'm like, people People tell me how much they like the show, and but we love your parents. I'm like, why do I bother going anywhere? It's in the kitchen. <laughs> if you like my parents. 
Yeah, maybe just give them their own. And it really could just be them sitting in Skype and just having a conversation because they're awesome. I don't know together. if you've seen the, the Netflix actually paid for a promo with them. No. They hired a crew to go to their apartment and do a promo. It's online right now. It That's just, awesome. So like this weekend, we put it up. You, you can see it on uh, my Facebook or my uh, Twitter, I think. Uh, <laughs> now, are, yeah. your, are your parents still East Coast? Yeah, New York. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. There's, there's something about the East Coast, which we, I, I think is we have this bond. We're, we're all, you know, my brothers out there, they hire all East Coast guys. You know, a lot of their shooters and writers and, yeah. and, and producers are all East Coast guys. And there's just that bond of, of everybody taking care of each other, which is a nice thing. Well, we're the real people, we think. I agree. Right? I totally agree. We're the people who've lived. We have hard lives because the weather's tough and, and we, we have to struggle more. So we think we're <laughs> real people. We had, a, we had a brutal one a couple of weeks ago. It was like yeah. 12 degrees. I was at the Eagles game on New Year's Eve day. Oh, God. And it was 14 degrees. And well, listen, if, you, if you're going to be that into sports that you, you, you want to be so uncomfortable and so cold. <laughs> I will never understand that as long as I live. But but I'm not a sports guy. That's the funny part. I played rugby and soccer growing up. Those aren't traditional sports. It's still sports. You're still yeah. out there getting hurt. This yeah, that's true. Me. So you weren't a big sports guy. Look at me. <laughs> Do I look like a real sports guy? Point made. Point made. You weren't. You weren't. You weren't the fullback. I gotcha. Listen, if 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 I only have one pillow on my bed, I'm like, uh, oh, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know well, that. Look feeling. how I'm suffering, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, somebody fluff. I need fluff in here, quick. Take yeah. care. Um. So, so now, how many episodes have you guys done of Feed Phil so far? We've done six, but they're calling it. If you look on the Netflix, it says Part One. Oh, oh. so I'm not stupid. I right. think there's more coming. Maybe. That's awesome. That's awesome. Isn't that nice? So, so we'll see. I don't want and to how? Not and how are you? How are you choosing your locations for these? I mean, is there a place that you just feel like, hey, I want to go to Bangkok? Well, I did the PBS show, right? You know about right. that. I'll I have do. Phil's having. So yes. that's on. That's actually, if you finish somebody feed Phil, there's still six other shows. It's the exact same show. It was on oh. PBS, and it was called I'll Have What Phil's Having, and Netflix has that as well. Okay. And Netflix now, I do the show for Netflix, so they branded as original content. So we had to change the title. It's the exact same show, except somebody feed Phil is in 4k, you know, ultra high definition. And I have a theme song now. So I'm really living it up. I think that's but when you know, you've made it. I think I've made it. I got a theme song. Once you have, <laughs> once you have that, I think you're good to go. I'm good. I could die now. So I, I, uh, I started with those first six I thought if my motivation for the show is to get you to travel, I'm going to start with Earth's Greatest Hits. I'm going to start with the most greatest hits. Yeah, the most popular places on Earth, the, the most travel friendly, because, you know, two thirds of Americans don't even have a passport. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. So you're, you're talking about logging 80,000 miles. Imagine some people, they never fly anywhere. They, yeah. they sit they sit in their house and go on their block. And that's it. And they don't even explore the the places to eat that have funny sounding names in their own town. Right. Yeah. So I understand not everybody can afford to travel overseas. But, you know, I do every six episodes. I want to do 
an American city to show you not only can you travel in your own country, you can travel in your own town. There's a Thai restaurant down the street you're afraid of because you don't eat Thai exactly. food. You've never had it. Go on your damn phone and look at the menu. And you say, oh, chicken and rice. I like that. Yes, you like that. Go eat it. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a flavor there that turns you on, that you like. And before you know it, you're into Thai food and Thai people. And, bef- and before you know it, you're going to Bangkok. Yeah. And it's and it's not hard. I mean, you know, my my like I said, my girls are 17 and 14 and we have big discussions in our house every week. Where are we going to eat tonight? Where do you guys want to eat? And it's always going to be there. There's there's a flop between Indian sushi and oysters. Those are like the big things. And and every time that we go to a new restaurant, no matter what the cuisine is, we always ask. And that's all you have to do. Look, I know food. I've been a chef for 26 years. I've been doing this forever. I understand it. But I don't know every single dish that's out there. But we talk to the people and communicate with them. I mean, you were you've been eating some funky stuff that's out there. Well, I want to try stuff. I don't look. I'm not I'm not. I guess I'm adventurous now. Because I've been exposed to some things, but I am certainly not. I mean, the, you, you know how I sold this show. You know what got me the show? I said I'm exactly like Anthony Bourdain if he was afraid of everything. <laughs> that's that's a, that's an exa- that's a perfect explanation. And that's kind of it. I was not. I'm not doing what he does. He. I look at him. He's a superhero yeah. to me. He's 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 the 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 founding father of these types of shows. And totally he's, agree. He's phenomenal. But he's an adventurer, and I am decidedly not. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of people who watch him and go, he's amazing. I'm never doing that. <laughs> right? I'm not eating that. I'm not going to that place. It looks uncomfortable. It looks hot. It looks like I could die. I'm not going there. Right. But if they see me, one of their couchmates out there, at least trying some things, maybe they go, maybe I can too. So that's yeah. the point. Uh, so when you say I'm trying a lot of stuff, I guess I am compared to somebody who doesn't try anything, but I'm still not Bourdain. I mean, the most outrageous thing I've had, I think is a couple of ants. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, that's not a big deal. I don't think, (laughs) but everybody draws their line. Like at a sushi bar, they, 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 you know, kill the shrimp right in front of you. It's still wiggling a little bit because of the, the, whatever rigor mortis hasn't set in quite yet. Right. Right. And and I have eaten that. I have I have done that. I guess that's wild for a lot of people. So now when you're I mean, so you're doing no cooking whatsoever. Is your wife cooking at home or are you guys eating out more often? None of us are very good at this. Okay. And, <laughs> and we love like L.A. to me. I don't want to start a fight, but L.A. to me is the best restaurant city in America at the moment. I agree. Right? And here, here's why. The diversity is unparalleled. We have more people outside of their native homeland in this city than anywhere, maybe on Earth. The biggest Thai population in the world outside of Thailand is here. Korean, Ethiopian, there's so many. Everything, Japanese, Mexican, Chinese. And so what do they do? They bring their foods with them. And so the odds of hitting a great one are better. I agree. I mean, we're, we're spread out over miles and, and, uh, you know, we have the car so you can do it. You can find that like amazing, you can almost replicate experiences. I had a bowl of cow soy in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And when I came back, I thought it was so fantastic. You know, cow soy. Yeah, I do. I do. Isn't it just an amazing dish? 
it's 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 i mean they're flavors that i've never experienced before with the way that a lot yeah. of it works, which is the way that I typically try to eat. I want something that I've never experienced flavors like before. And, but and that particular dish, it ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? For, yeah. for, for, for savory and sweet and spicy. And, and, and I hate, Oh, I think the word balanced is overused, but I've never had anything so balanced. I mean, it, it, it it's almost every flavor you can imagine is, is in there. And then the textures besides, right? So I actually found a place that's almost as good. I tried a bunch <laughs> here, but it's almost as like sitting in Chiang Mai here in LA. So I love that. So my friends, we got us a new sponsor for Duffified Live. And that sponsor's HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Look, I've been cooking for the last 20-some-odd years. Uh, I have had a lot of fun over the last couple of weeks with this HelloFresh stuff because my daughter's involved in it. You know, my 14-year-old daughter who loves to cook, she holds a knife. You know, I mean, I make it sound like she holds a knife and that's a feat. But she holds like a 10-inch chef's knife, and she loves to do this stuff. The convenience is super, super easy. All of the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know exactly which ingredients go with what recipe. The recipe cards that they send you themselves are super easy. There's even pictures there, man. If you can't read, you can cook HelloFresh. It's super easy. All the stuff is right there. Look. The overall benefit of this is that there's no more time-consuming meal planning or grocery shopping. Every meal costs about 10 bucks in one meal to make. Um, we've had such great things as we did a beef chili for Super Bowl. We did a, uh, a, a ginger soy uh, uh, glaze that we had put out for the chicken that we did with the rice and the, and the snow peas. We did a uh, cherry drizzled pork chop that was unbelievable. It was so awesome. For me, like I keep saying, there's an excitement that gets involved in this because one, I get to do this stuff with my daughter. Fiona hops in there. She looks at the recipes. I might show her a couple of little different tricks that'll ease her through that a little bit easy or a little uh, a little bit faster, but everything is right there for you. You can feel confident when you're cooking this stuff. Look, HelloFresh has got simple recipes that are outlined with pictured step-by-step instructions. All right. Selection, uh, you know, you get to choose a classic variety of meat, fish, and seasonal produce. There's vegetarian options in there with veggie recipes, with plant-based proteins, grains, and seasonal stuff. Family, it's quick and easy meals with all the yum-worthy flavor. Yum, that's that's that that's that word we're looking for. We call that a buzzword. All right, simplicity. You are not going to spend the whole night in the kitchen because the recipes only take about thirty minutes. Lots of one-pot recipes are in there as well. There's a whole bunch of notable recipes too. There's like kid tested stuff, uh, which one of them is the easy peasy ravioli gratin with spinach, thyme, and Parmesan breadcrumbs. Um, you know, there's a premium sec premium section for dinner up to, or upgrades as well, which is lobster ravioli and shrimp with tomatoes and a tarragon cream sauce. So. There's a lot of opportunity for you guys to have some fun with this. I am a chef. It's that simple. But the fact that I can cook with my daughter and it's not me telling her what to do makes making that meal that much more enjoyable. I instruct her maybe the best way to hold a knife. I tell her the best way to saute a chicken breast, stuff like that. But she has that guideline in front of her. And it's funny because last week when we were cooking, she kept kicking me out of the kitchen. So what I need you guys to do is go to HelloFresh.com. Check it out immediately. Okay. 
get over to HelloFresh.com. When you get into that final section, after you choose everything, and it's a super easy website to walk through, you're going to put in the code of Duffy30. That's D-U-F-F-Y, the number's 3030. Go over there, download it right now. That way they're going to know that I sent you. I really appreciate that. I want you guys to have as much fun. And when you're done, send me pictures. Send the pictures out to Chef Brideoff on Twitter or Instagram. Tag me in them and tag HelloFresh as well. Are you a fan of spice when it comes into things like that? Or is that something yeah. that you're, so yeah, you yeah, do yeah. like heat? Do. I don't want crazy spice. I don't like when, I don't like when the spice is so overpowering that now it just hurts and you can't right. taste anything because you're just, it's as somebody put a knife in your tongue. That's not fun for me. So there's my, a level. My Have last trip out there was to little Japan when I was in LA. And what'd you think? And it, I mean, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, the first off, the 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 authenticity of what it is that you're getting is just is is the best. And when you're going into a place, I mean, I guess when I, I was in I was in Queens a couple months ago and went and did Pakistani and Bangladesh. Yep. And when you walk into a place and you are the only American person in there, right? And my girlfriend, who is five foot three, blonde hair screaming, screaming blue eyes. You don't get any more attention than that when you walk into right. a place. Right. Um, because, because there's a, there's, there's the cool part about LA is the spread out, how everything is right. so spread out. Whereas right. New York, it's just kind of like I can walk down the block and I can hit 15 different cuisines, but it's really hit or miss. You can find a lot of really bad places in New York, as opposed to LA, you find a lot of really good places. Yes. That's the way that I feel about it. Uh, I think you have a ton of great places here. I, it's worth oh, a trip, total. people. You, well, it's, have, it's like traveling to another country. And I, I said that about New Orleans, too. That really is a, a very specific uh, destination that feels like you're in another country. Agreed. I totally agree with you. No matter where it is you're going, I mean, just the cult, the whole New Orleans culture alone is just beautiful. There's yep. a sense of hospitality. I love the kind of undertone of voodoo, yep. you know, that little black magic that's going to yep. happen while you're down there. And the people in reality, they have that. It, it's not like a Kentucky nice, but it's yep. a Southern hospitality with a little tang of attitude. Right. That is, right. that just makes you feel awesome. And a sense of humor. And a, oh my God, the sense of humor is unbelievable. Well, that's the main thing for me. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, my my, I was I was shooting a show in in New Orleans, and I had gone out with the with the crew afterwards, and uh, we were I was flying to Vegas that next morning, and I ended up at the casino, and yeah. I walk out the front door of the casino at seven a.m. Yeah. And I walk out to this bright New Orleans sun staring at me in the face and I go to walk across the street. Now, now Phil, I'd been out, I'd been out drinking the whole night before long, yes. night, long night, long night. Yeah. And I'm sweaty. I'm tired. I'm hungover. I've got a baseball cap on and I walk <laughs> to the edge of the street and I look up and the light is red. Yeah. I'm standing there for a second. I look right. I look left real quick. I look right again and I hear a gunshot. Oh, and I quick turn around and I'm like, the hell was that? 
I realized that the marathon was taking off as I was about to cross the street. Oh, hilarious. And there's literally like 3,000 of the healthiest human beings that I've ever come in contact with. And I had to stand in front of every one of them just with this look of shame on my face as I was leaving New Orleans. And uh, I waited for the race to go through. And then I just walked across the street and packed my bags and got on a plane. But a good buddy of mine owns a bunch of, uh, of restaurants right on Bourbon Street. So a lot of the really cool little bourbon bars and whatnot, that's a lot of fun to go down to. So, and they've had, they've had their crazy week this week. What is, uh, so where do you eat when you go to New Orleans? Well, did, I don't know if you saw that episode yet. I have not seen that one yet. That oh, oddly enough is our episode it. for tonight. Cause my girls are home tonight. So we're stoked. Oh, so I'm going to be curious. You'll have to text me. I will. Or now we can Skype. Uh, yeah. you, you, uh, I want to know what you think of the pl- Places I picked, so I won't. I won't. Uh, do, okay. Do you want some? Do you want to nope. hear them now? I can tell. Uh, I'm, or, I'll watch. Wait. Well, go ahead. You may tell me now. Tell me now, and then I'll, I'll tell you what I think. You've been a turkey and the wolf yet? No. Do you know that Bon Appetit picked this sandwich place that serves alcohol? Right. They picked it as the number one new restaurant in America. Really? Yeah. When was this? This year or last? This year, we had shot already there because we heard it was so fantastic. Right. And a couple months later, this thing came out from Bon Appetit. We were so thrilled. Wow. That we have it in the show. The number one sandwich shop in America. No, no, no. The number one restaurant. Oh, my God. The number one new restaurant. That's amazing. This year for, for 2017 or 18. Wow. Is this sandwich shop that serves booze with the sandwiches. In New Orleans. So that is a must. You have to go. Okay. All right. Turkey so and Wolf. Fun. You'll see that in the show. Okay. Uh, bevy, bevy Seafood. I have Beef. done Bevy's. Be- bevy is great. They do a, a Cochon Delay. Oh, yes. Po' Boy. Yep. That, that rivals the famous one, the, the one that you used to get at Jazz Fest, right? Right. This, theirs is, is maybe even a little better. Just fantastic! Wow. Uh, as well as all their uh, crawfish and all the all the other, you know, seafood po' boys. They do a shrimp and roast beef po' boy. <laughs> oh, I got no. Wait a second. Did I? How about I? There's, I didn't see the episode, but I. It, yeah. Was it in the? Was it in the trailer for it? Was it in the? Very possible. Okay, that's what it was. That's where I saw that. Because now you're saying the shrimp and the roast beef. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah, and you were like, and "What then, the hell is this?" Yes, right. Because that's like. Uh, Usually you don't see that combo. Yeah. Uh, then there's uh, Mosca's. You know about Mosca? I do not. So Mosca's in, in, uh, it's about a 20-minute drive outside of uh, the city center, but it's well worth it. It's an old place, about 70, 80 years old, run by the same family. And the rumor is that Al Capone sent his chef to New Orleans because he was running stuff down in New Orleans. No. And he said, you guys don't know how to eat down there. So I'm sending you my Italian chef. And so it's Italian with a little hint of New Orleans. Oh, that's awesome. And it's fantastic. And every chef down there, that's their favorite place to go because it's just really? insanely delicious comfort food. That's awesome. That's awesome. So there's three places for you that you didn't know. I'm I got to tell you. I, I'm very happy because usually when I go down there, I mean, I, I try to do a oh, wait, classic. You knew Bevy. Yes. But but when I go down there, I try to do a classic place. So last time I was down, I did I did uh, Shea Paul's. 
So I did yeah. Paul Perdome's place, which right. was okay. You know, I mean, he's been dead for a couple of years, and That's it's right. tough to keep that of that course. tradition of what he had alive. Oh, you've uh, been to Shia? Sh- no. What? I gotta go out, Phil. I feel like I feel like I don't eat anywhere, man. And I'm a big but dude. Wait a minute. So Shia, right? This is an Israeli restaurant, and it uh, was rated as the number one restaurant in New Orleans last wow. year. An Israeli restaurant. I thought that you got to see that place. How is that possible? And yeah. it was fantastic. Well, have you done have you done uh, Zahav in Philadelphia yet? Oh yeah, I love it. It's, it's this big. is as good as that. He is, you know, the story behind him is really impressive with a lot of stuff that happened with him. And I have a new show that I'm doing right now. It's a new series. It's kind of my passion project where I'm actually going to be hanging out with chefs in the morning because that's kind of our rawest state is that morning. And uh, so, so Michael's a friend of mine and he comes with me to the Tel Aviv. uh, Oh, no way. He's such a good dude. Oh, he's wonderful. What a great guy. Yeah, I've, his whole story really impressed me. And um, it is still to this day my favorite restaurant in Philadelphia. The story behind it. And I was actually at the James Beard Awards last year with yeah. my brothers. Yeah. Uh, you know, he got Best Chef in America. That's right. Uh, Steven Starr won Restaurant Tour of the Year. Right. So Philly is really blowing up with all these great little pockets. And it's great to yeah. watch these, these young chefs that are now coming out who really have uh, a set of cojones to, to do some of the stuff that they're doing in Philadelphia. It's brilliant to watch. So Zahav is like just a world-class restaurant, but his really fun restaurant is Abe Fisher. Have you oh, been yeah. there yet? Yes. Abe Isn't Fisher's that great? Awesome. And Dizengoff and, and yeah. uh, yeah, he does an amazing, he's a, look, I'm a big fan of what he did with Rooster Soup Kitchen. Yep. You know, I mean, to take the proceeds that are running from that and drop it off at the Broad Street Ministry is really a great way to do things. And if you think about it, you, all this guy, you know, when you go to Federal Donuts, you're getting chicken and donuts, man. Yep. What are we doing with the rest of the parts? That's right. Um, which is great. And he's just such a talented, very down to earth guy and the struggles that he had prior to and what he accomplished oh, yeah. Yeah. during that time amazing. frame is brilliant. Amazing. He did. He was funny. They interviewed him on uh, on the, the stoplights in Philadelphia. Yeah. And he said, I have a restaurant that is 22 blocks away from the other one. It takes me 45 minutes yeah. to get there because the lights, it was it was a neat little thing, especially to ask a chef something like that. But um, yeah. So, so what else, what else is, is, I mean, you're, you're traveling around the world. You're not sure. You're not sure if we're going into a second season or I'm sorry, a part two at this point. I would imagine there's a part two, but I don't know beyond that. I don't know what's going to be, but, uh, if you want to write to Netflix and say, you like the show, that's good. <laughs> I will. I will make sure that we have everybody who, who follows this to hop into that and definitely do that. So uh, it's so funny because we do. We watch all these shows and and what a lot of these networks are really looking for are those reviews. They want to see the online presence of it so they can get a much better grasp. At least that's the yep. world that I live in. You would know that world much better than I would. The um, show, I have to say, the show is doing very well. I'm so thrilled. And I, I can see because we all have access, even though Netflix doesn't give their numbers away. We all have access to social media and you see the chatter and I get tweeted at and I get Instagrammed at and I get uh, Facebook at. And so (laughs) I see the people and, you know, it's just beautiful to me. Again, all I'm looking is to connect and I'm connecting. So I'm thrilled. 
Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. One, how accessible you are, because I did, I mean, I, I watched the show, we sent you a message and you replied back pretty quickly, um, you know, to be on here. And, and, and to me, that was a huge thing. I've been, look, I'm not a fan guy in that world, but I've been super excited to talk to you. Oh, all. thank I mean, everybody that I've been talking to, and even my producers were really excited. And Jerry, who's kind of hiding in the background right back there, we've all been Hi, really excited. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I'm I'm thrilled to talk to you too. And you know, I know how many choices people have. I feel like the airlines. We know you have many True. choices. Thank you for flying, United. Yeah. I'm like that's how I feel. I'm very very grateful. If anybody watches or sure. anybody reaches out to me. I'm I'm really touched because well, it, they have many many things they could be doing instead. Well, and especially on a, on a level where you came from, I mean, you know, you were a writer in the background. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're you're not that character who's directly up front. You weren't Ray Romano. You weren't your wife. I mean, you no. were writing something, and then to take that and put it in, and and like I had said before, one of the coolest parts about the show is it's just raw. It's just you, and that. Yep is something that we don't see anymore. We see it in a comedian up on a stage every now and then, yep. you know, you see it with that sort of stuff to be in a show that is gaining the popularity that yours is where it, where it's built on your personality is a great thing to do. Well, I'm just uh, lucky. That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel lucky. I think the fact that I feel lucky comes through somehow. Yeah. You can tell, you know, you can, I mean, there's an appreciation for it. I love what I'm doing. And yeah. if you don't, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. I, I, I mean, people say to me all the time, you're so natural on the camera. You, you, yeah. you really come through well. And I just say, I, like, I don't act. I talk to producers all the time and I say, let's get a couple of things straight here. One, I'm a chef. I'm not an actor. Right. So you don't have to sugarcoat things with me. If you need me to do something again, uh, let me know. And, and I come from a family of very grounded people. And I remember the first time that I shot a show with my brothers and uh, we were in uh, Long Beach, California, and I was standing in front of the camera and my brother was behind the camera. And I said, hey, can I get a bottle of water real quick? And my yep. brother disappears for a second and he comes back and he grabs the bottle of water and Phil, he throws the bottle of water as hard as he possibly could at my nuts. And he Whoa. looks at me and he says, you can always get your own goddamn bottle of water and don't forget that. Wow. So that's kind of the world that we grew up in of that, that wow. humble kind of sit back. It's kind of fun that way. Nice. But um, yeah, these are, they're tough guys, little guys. They're much smaller than me. You know, but if but, you're, if you're busy and you're doing something and you ask your brother, brother. for a bottle of water nicely, yeah. Uh, there's no reason for him to throw it at your private. I agree. But I, I think it was a learning point. I think he was trying to prove a point to me that you can always, you're never too big to not get you to get your own bottle of water. I understand. And, was, and you're also never <laughs> too big to do something nice for your brother. It, seriously. I'm going to tell my mother now. Exactly. Yes, I would. I would I'm tell your my, mother. Yeah. My mother was here for dinner last night. So uh, uh, I would I'm, tell on him. I, you know, when, when my I'm brother. Not above, I'm not above that. Uh, well, you, I know you told your parents that you left him in the rice paddies. Oh, that's right. I said, uh, he, they said, oh, that was funny when he fell in. And then he said to move on. I said, yeah, you don't see him in no more. <laughs> that's it. He's gone. He's yeah. gone. So, uh, so you've got, you know, we've, we've still got a, a couple episodes that I have to watch that I'm super stoked for. I'm going to be in New Orleans in, uh, in about two and a half months. So I'm oh, definitely going to be hitting up a couple of these places. You're going to have a good list now. You're going to have a good are, list of where to go. 
I mean, I, I'd say if you're ever in Philly and you need somebody to go to dinner with, feel free to call me. But you've got kind of the best of the best with a buddy being Michael. But, well, uh, that doesn't mean I don't need other people. That's, we do. I'm we happy do to go to dinner lot. with you. Why not? Yeah. I'd love to. Well, and, and if your wife is looking for someplace fun, I'm going to find that, uh, I'll find that Mexican place in upper Darby and I'll definitely send it through. You you. can't just live on hoagies. Oh oh man. You know what? I just, I did the today show last Friday. I've been, cause you know, I don't, you know, remember we just won the super bowl that we're pretty excited about. Yes. And, uh, don't try not to destroy your town. Philadelphians. Well, what are you doing? I don't understand turning cars over and lighting them on fire when you're happy, when you're happy. Well, and that kid actually ended up being one of our local college coaches' son. Really? And he was arrested. And uh, I have a couple of friends on the police force who was telling me that they, they were letting me know that he sang like a bird. I'm sure he did. But and he gave up it's, everybody. It's idiotic. Mm-hmm. We, have enough, we have enough idiocy. We what, do. Let's, let's, you know what? Just calm down, people. It's just football. Well, and we had it. We had an awesome day on Thursday with the parade. I was yes. very, very proud of the city being in the national limelight. And everybody's always afraid when it comes to this, which yes. we're a really nice group of people. Yes, I know uh, that. My whole but, in-law family is there. Yeah, I love Philadelphia. It's and they're fantastic. And, but don't you don't you certainly don't want the reputation of we destroy our city right. when we're happy. That's well, crazy. There was a picture that uh, I guess one of the uh, the reporters of ESPN or one of the journalists that was on ESPN had had tweeted about uh, six pictures, I believe it was, of how we were burning our city and how we were tearing it apart. And the funny part is that of three of the six pictures, they had Massachusetts license plates. <laughs> so there were they, somebody was in a parking lot. and There's a whole parking lot of Massachusetts plates. So really, you know, we uh, I think we won. We won up them. But, you know, we had we had close to two million people. Now, there's some Manchester College that's saying we had seven hundred thousand but uh-huh. we had we had close to two million people that ran a five mile stretch of philadelphia and i was down there that day my daughters were down there my 17 year old was in a tree wearing metallic green pants and sending pictures and uh but it was a brilliant crowd yep a very nice positive people well and that's what you want to hear that's great it was a great day it was a really that's good wonderful. day so but, um, well, Phil, Hey, I, I just want to thank you for hopping on with me. And if, you know, if you ever need something and you're in the area, I'd love to, I'd love to see if I can help you with anything. So, Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get all this stuff out to you and, and I hope you enjoy the illustration. Most of my guests that come on and this yeah. is, you are actually my 46th episode of this show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have an illustrator who does these amazing caricatures. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get that out to you. And uh, all right. Try, I'm, try not to make it too anti-Semitic. The caricature. <laughs> I'll make sure that she doesn't. I promise you that. <laughs> she's a good she's a good kid. I don't think she's thinking that route, but I'll make sure. Plus, she knows my love for the Jewish people. I married a Jewish girl. My daughters are quarter Jewish. I'm good. Wow. I'm good. Yeah. I, I had to marry a Jewish, Jewish girl. girl. Your daughters are all Jewish. Did you know that? I, yeah, you know what? It's so funny. I keep forgetting that. See that? <laughs> I keep forgetting that. And my my good Irish Catholic mother. Now I'm divorced now. But yep. when I first introduced my ex wife to my uh, to my mother, I said, "Mom, I'd I'd like to, to introduce you to to Sarah Cohen." And my mother right. said, "Oh, Cohen, that's wonderful. Is that C O H E N or C O W A N?" Oh boy. 
Um, and so, yeah, the relationship began from there. But no, I had to marry a blonde Jewish girl to get uh, my redheaded daughter and my other daughter, whose name is Fiona. So, uh, yeah, we have a we, we have a pretty good life over here in Philly and we're pretty happy. So I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of uh, crossbreeding. Yeah, well, we have to. It's the way that we keep the world moving in the right direction. Otherwise, somehow, somewhere you end up sleeping with somebody you shouldn't have. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of love of doing that as well. Cross so. We call it cross pollination. Yes, and it works well. Works well, um, well. well, that's cool. Well, I Phil, thank thing. I married, you know, I married an Irish girl. Oh yeah. Well, see, yeah. we're good people. Well, yeah. the the Irish and the Jewish get together because you know what? There's a lot of family that's mixed into there that's very important. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it's the same with Italian because I'm Irish and Italian, so we have the same. You know, there's it's it all comes down to family and that relationship, and and I think that as a group. Whether you're Italian, Irish, or Jewish, we're we're a really good group of people. Well, here's the big secret that I wish uh, uh, would catch on just a little bit. We're all the same, no matter what. I'm Doesn't traveling matter. all over the world. Guess what? There's more <laughs> things that we have in common than not. Yeah. And whatever is different about us, we celebrate because we should. it's cool and interesting, and you might learn something. Yeah. And I totally agree. The rest of it, I mean, the the, the whole point of the damn show. I'm just using food and humor to, to get you in. Right. The people are the point of the show. Yeah. They're, 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 they're amazing. I know my brother did a show in China. Uh, they created a show called Eat the World with Emeril Lagasse. Oh, yeah, that was good. It won two Emmys. Yeah, that was an Amazon did it program. Did come back? Uh, you know, after you win two Emmys, I, I guess they just think you're not that good. So it didn't get what picked up for a second season. I don't season. understand that. I, Neither I'm do like, I. Where's that show? Yeah. I, I, I don't understand it either. I mean, they won for best culinary program. They were nominated for five Emmys, two James Beard awards, uh, and they won best culinary program and best single camera editing um, for their shows. But uh, the one awesome episode that they did was with the number one vegan chef in the world. And it's this wonderful woman. I cannot remember her name. And she is a Buddhist monk and she is their chef. And oh, she yeah. this just, was the this was the chef. She was on chef's table also. She was. Yes. Yes. Which Very is another uh, that show, the, the cinematography of it and 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 the whole idea behind it is just brilliant. The one with Grant Ashatz, where, you know, he finds out after after opening. Um, uh, why can't I remember the name of his place? Alinea. He's Alinea. a friend of he, He's for, for, you know, when he finds out that he's got tongue cancer. I mean, to have it's that like, happen to like a chef a, in the such middle. A tragedy. It's like Beethoven going deaf. Oh, it's just, and he's, his talent is, because uh, I've been, I've eat, I've been to uh, Aviary. Yeah, uh, amazing, right? His, is his cocktail place, which is, yeah. it's just brilliant. And I'm, next? Yes. Yeah. About next? I do. I do. I'm actually, I'm in Chicago in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm stoked to get back out there. And Oh yeah, um, you got to go there. Been a lot Royster, Royster is his casual one. And it's That's called, man, I, we got to hang out more. Cause I feel like I'm not, I don't know anything. Go to Royster and okay. get the chicken. It's probably the best presentation of a chicken dish you've ever had. Wow. And is it, yep. is it following the same kind of molecular gastronomy or is nope. he breaking nope. it back into nope. more classic? Nope. That's awesome. Classic. classic, casual, more casual, classic, you know, cooking over fire. You're going to love that. That's Royster, awesome. get the chicken. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. I'll hop on there and do that. So, all right. Well, Phil, I, I know you're a busy man. I appreciate you taking the time today to hang out with me and uh, I'd love to connect further down the road. And, and if I'm in LA, I'd love to buy you a drink. Oh, thank you, my friend. I'd love it.
All right. And say hi to your brothers, the ugly twins. I will. I'm going to I actually have a call with the ugly twins in just a couple minutes. So I'll take care of that for you. All right. Tell them I hope they're looking a little better. They're, they're doing well. You know what? I think they're not concerned about their appearance anymore. They've got two. They Mike has two girls that are just stunning. And we have this amazing little text thread of our entire family, which is called Binny's Chicken Nuggets. Binny was my grand, my father's nickname given by my daughter instead of granddad or dad or pop up or whatever. Yes. And chicken nuggets was my father's way of saying bitches. Uh-huh. So we're Benny's bitches and we have this amazing thread that will never get deleted. That is literally the growth of all of our kids, videos and pictures. And, and it's one of the most delightful things to watch and to scroll through. And I try to do it when I'm on planes where I just go through and watch these kids and their videos. And it's, it's a plus the fact that we're East coast and they're West coast. It's a great connecting point where my children despite the fact that we live 3000 miles away, have a relationship with my nieces and nephews that are all the way out there. It's a neat thing. I love it. Yeah. It's good stuff. But, Very uh, nice. Okay. Well, Phil, right, I'm, I'm going to hang up. In. I will. I promise. And I look forward to meeting you someday. And uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You know, that's kind of it, man. That's what it comes down to. And a couple of things that Phil had said there, uh, which to me were so important because I, I, I believe that I'm a connector. It's something that I believe that we all are. And sometimes we just have to tap into that world of connecting. Um, you know, this was a gentleman who has had a tremendous amount of successes in his life and in his career. Um, you know, he is a very, very humble human being, um, despite the accolades that come along with what he's done. Um, the fact that he is a, a believer in the connection and the importance of food to, to be able to be kind of a, uh, a, a point where people can sit and, and communicate. And one of the great parts about that show is really the interaction with him and the other people that are on the show, whether it be a guest that he has on or the chef that he's speaking to or the expert who's in that town doing what it is that he's doing. Um, it's about connecting. And we all are the same exact thing. And, and you guys know, I, I talk about it on every single week, every single episode that we do when we talk about this show is that let's just be nice to each other. You know, we're all made up of the same exact thing. We've all got the cells and we've all got the genes and the DNA and the skin and the eyes and everything that comes along with that. And, and other than that, the only thing that ends up being different really is some of our beliefs and our skin color. At what point in this world did it become okay to get angry or, or, or become violent over another person's opinion? Um, you know, we've seen a lot of changes that have happened in the world in the last 10 to 15 years. And one of the reasons why I like the show, somebody feed Phil is really simple because it's just a good show. It's got a quality content to it. There's an educational value to it. And when you're done, you just feel good. I mean, this is a man who has done a tremendous amount in a lot of years. And at the end of the day, he calls his parents. I don't know if you can get much more poignant than that, but it's about bringing it back home. It's about keeping family in the forefront of what it is that you're doing and just sharing your experiences with people. So, uh, I want everybody to do me a favor, get out there and, uh, you can follow Phil. He's real simple. He's on Instagram and Twitter and it is at Phil dot Rosenthal. Um, 
uh, doing the show. Somebody feed Phil. Uh, it's available on next uh, on Netflix. Uh, all the six episodes are out there streaming. Um, it's a super cool feeling uh, when you watch that show and you kind of see what's going on. So everybody, do me a favor, get out there and follow this man. And uh, Phil, thank you so much for hopping on the show with me, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to wrap this up pretty quick. We got a really cool show that we did. Um, I have to thank a lot of people really, really fast. Uh, one, I have to thank Phil Rosenthal for hopping out here. Uh, the other thing that I got to do is I got to thank the boys down at radioinfluence.com for their love and respect and all the hard work that they put into this show. Maggie Gagliardi, the unbelievably talented woman who does all of our promo pieces. I also want to thank Michelle out there at Techno Solutions. She's going to take care of you guys. She does some great graphic stuff. She does amazing websites and she's a pretty smart individual as well. She's also kind of cool. So get out there. Uh, talk to your friends, have a conversation, sit down and have a meal, and let's just all be nice together. Thanks so much for hopping on to Duffified Live. My name is Brian Duffy. You can find me at Chef Brian Duffy on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook. Get out there also. I will see you in March. I have a couple different things that are coming up over the next couple of months that I'd love for you guys to come and stop by and say hi to me. I will be going to Providence, Rhode Island on March 8th. I'm putting a big dinner together. I'm not putting it together. Jennifer Bem is Chef Jennifer Bem. We're going to be up at her restaurant. I'll have all the details up on my site so you guys can come and see us. That is happening. March 8th, we'll be up there. Right after that, I get to fly all the way out down to Fort Myers, Florida, come down to the City Tavern on Bay Street, have fun with me and the boys and the girls down there for another record-breaking year. It's a Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. St. Patrick's Day is a Saturday this year. It's going to be a big one. We're going to be slinging corned beef and cabbage cheesesteaks the whole day long. You guys know my love for fun food, so definitely come down and try one of those. Right after that, we get to fly out to Vegas. We're going to the NCB show in March 24. I'll be out there for the NCB show happening 26, 27, 28. My partner, Michael Tips, will be out there as well. We're going to be doing all things bar crashers, all things nightclub and bar, and we are really excited to bring this new project to you guys. I hope you guys can share it. Get over to Instagram Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Follow the Bar Crashers. I promise you, we're going to show you some pretty cool shit. Thanks so much for doing all this, and have a great week. I love y'all. Bye-bye. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. This is an Ian Beckles flavor in your ear quick fix on Radio Influence. I love the Olympics up and down. I, I mean, I, I'm able to watch just about everything. Um, being Canadian, I don't know, maybe I could, it's conducive to watching curling, but I can actually sit and watch it. I know a lot of people can't. I can. Um, but to me, the best thing in the Olympics is uh, a Johnny Weir by far. I mean, nothing to me is better than Johnny Weir and his outfits and his hair is luxurious just in general uh is he's wonderful i mean it just he just he's everything that is that that is not boring how about that if you don't know who Johnny Weir is then google him he is fabulous believe that you can find Ian Beckles flavor in your ear on iTunes Stitcher TuneIn Radio and radioinfluence.com